0: California is the third studio album by American experimental rock band Mr. Bungle. It's released on July 13, 1999, through Warner Brothers. It incorporates a wide variety of musical styles, including Hawaiian music, Eastern music, electro funk, doo-wop, folk, pop, surf rock, circus music, psychobilly, <coughs> thrash metal, lounge music, exotica. Space age pop, jazz rock, avant-garde music. Uh, I read that wrong. Piano ballads, influenced by science fiction, spaghetti western, and horror film scores. Guitarist Trey Sparks, who had recently covered the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations, said that uh, Brian Wilson's work on Smile was definitely an influence, especially when it comes to the Faustian scale of it all. Uh, songwriting process was California was much less collaborative than previous efforts. They wrote separately and very tried, tried to keep it frugally. Uh, this is before the days of Pro Tools. So they would have ADAP machines that you could t- record to tape, but you'd have a maximum of 24 tracks. And with these brand new ADAP machines that came out, you could daisy chain multiple ADAP machines together. So you could have 24 tracks times two, 48 tracks, had a third one, have 72 tracks. And they said that Pro Tools would have made life a lot easier because it was kind of fangly technology. Uh, To support the album, Mr. Bungle embarked on a large-scale tour covering North America, Europe, and Australia. Uh, They felt like the grandpas on the tour, they were getting old. They used to go on stage dressed as the village people and act super gay, which really pissed off the metal kids, said uh, Trevor Dunn, the bass player. And uh, they had a run-in with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, what's his name? Anthony Kiedis didn't like them very much. And he got kicked, got them kicked off a bunch of bills and off huge tours. They lost a ton of money. Uh, and and they talked about how it was taking food off the table, and it actually really financially hurt the guys, and they ended up breaking up after this. And uh, there's a lot of stuff here. Anthony Kiedis says, "Yeah, I did it, and fuck them, I don't care." And uh, yada yada yada. What did you think of it, Brad? Did you love this? this is the first time you ever heard this album?
1: It's the first time I've ever heard Mr. Bungle. And uh, look, I think Anthony Kiedis did the world a service. By forcing them to break up.
0: I hope you die and go to hell, Brad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I um, look, I I had heard rumors of this album um back in the day when it came out. Never yet, yeah, just it didn't interest me at the time. I, you know, I'm I'm open to experimentation as much as the next guy, but listening to this album was like they took. All the, uh, all the, uh, um, fuck, all the all the bits of songs that they put in albums, like uh, Pearl Jam does it, like the nonsense songs in between the filler songs, the experimental tracks off Pearl Jam's albums, off Stone Temple Pilots, especially. I kind of felt the same sort of vibe off a. Some of their interludes is the word I'm looking for And then Shoved it all together on an album And went, that's it And that's how I felt Like, what I enjoyed about it Was the Production I thought, most albums From the late 90s sound amazing Great drums, great bass And it was the same with this album Like, it was unlistenable Crap But it was well recorded which I appreciate. So,
2: when when I when I, when, I, when I gave when I when I, when I
0: when I suggested this one, I said to hmm. you, "You got to listen to it a lot." Mm-hmm. How many times did you listen to it?
1: I would have tried on about five separate occasions to get all the way through every song on the album, <laughs> and uh, I think I pulled it do. off in the end. Yeah, I got. Look, I I I take this very seriously. I need to listen to the album from start to finish, but I did not do this in one sitting.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah,
1: and I just because I
2: couldn't, I couldn't connect with any of it. It just didn't.
1: My brain didn't compute the style. Just the you know, like it's not like it's. I'm a simple musical man. I like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus out. (laughs) Whereas this was like, I've got seven seconds of this sound, and then I've got 24 seconds of this sound. Then it's kind of a song, and then it's going off on another tangent, and there's my dog again. um, Yeah, I couldn't get into the flow of it. I can't, you know, like some songs. Um, let me bring up the track this thing while my dog's barking. Is he going to stop now? You can cut this out later. Um, I think it's track seven, Golem Two. I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of funky, kind of a Beck vibe. I was kind of digging it for a while, mm-hmm. and, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's lost me. I'm off on, you know, it's gone off somewhere else, or, or all that, that groove just lasted too long, and I was like, ah, I'm over it you know but like sweet charity the opener as we tend to say in these you know like does the does the opening track set the tone for the whole album mm-hmm. yeah kind of does you know and this
2: it's it has that it's, it's a, i guess so- it's
1: a it's more mellow than i was expecting the opening song now it's like, yeah. okay, it's Mr. Bungle and it's, you know, old uh, Faith Not More guy known for screaming and da, 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 and then singing real nicely. But he's kind of just singing real nice through most of this. You know, it's crooning. And yeah, it's, uh, that was a... It's very
0: representative of
1: the whole album. I think it's a slower song. It's like dipping
0: your, thing, your foot in the water a little, the song. Like it's, it's showing that like it's going to be diverse the songs are going to change a lot, but it's an easier song to get into. It's a bit more, it's probably mm. one of the more melodic and catchy ones to warm mm. you up. And then it's like, then they launch into none of them knew they were robots. And then it's just wacky, 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 like taken mm. to another level. Yeah. But that's the warm-up introduction song.
1: Yeah. There was, I didn't find there was an, and as you say, you know, how many times did you listen to it? And I guess when you, I could see on repeated listenings, when you understood the style and what was coming next, that it could be more listenable. But I like to enjoy, and it, I, I guess it needs more of a constant tone for it to sit right with me. Whereas this was tonally, even within a song, all over mm-hmm. the place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it as, like I said, this is a bunch of, this felt like to me a bunch of novelty songs put together to make an album so I'd call this a novelty album you know it's not one I'd put on regularly and go oh fuck I can't wait to listen to Pink Cigarette you know like that's one of the easier
0: songs to get into isn't it Pink Cigarette
1: you've spent spent more time with this record than me and how often do you sit there and go I'd really like to listen to Goodbye Sober Day or do you just go? I'd like to listen to that album, or did you just enjoy it at the time and you haven't listened to it since, and that's why you picked it?
0: Uh, I, I, I delve back into this fairly regularly. Um, so it's gonna kind of, it explain. I think you got to explain the concept of this album to people because um,
1: <laughs> that means when I was a, in high know. school. Yeah.
0: Well, I know this is a difficult one, and I knew you would struggle with it. <laughs> So, um, like when I was in high school, I got a, someone gave me a dub of the first Mr. Bungle, first major label Mr. Bungle album, Mr. Bungle. And that's much more of a straightforward metal album with circus organs and a lot of the craziness you hear, but it's more of a straightforward metal rock album with really Mm. weird lyrics and stuff. And love that album. Didn't so much like the next album. Disco volante Um this album came out. Um, I heard a music review that this, you know, this album's coming out on TV. And they said the reviewers said the first time that I listened to this, I thought it was absolute junk. But you give it a few listens, and then this is the most amazing thing you ever hear. Mm-hmm. And I had got my first real job job. Um, and I was make, starting to make money, but um I was paying my parents back. I bought a car and I was pretty much giving everything I made back to them. And I bought this album when 30 bucks was like, it was kind of a big expenditure for me at the time, you know, like everything was going to mum and dad and I just 30 bucks just for me. And I bought this album and I put it on and I was so excited. And I remember about 30 minutes into it, my stomach, sinking to the floor like I've just bought a piece of crap God this is awful but it was so much money to me at the time I was like I'm going to stick this one out and it became my favorite album it was in the car with me I listened to it on loop it was all I listened to once you get into it Mm. like once you get like each song is densely layered and it, it switches from genre every 10 seconds, like you say, and mm. just goes nuts all over the place, a lot of these songs. And the first time you hear it, it's, it's going so fast, it's so hard to keep up with, but when you get into it, um, I don't know, it's just like an album, like you, it's like hasn't been, I haven't heard anything like this done anywhere else. Mm. Uh, people try, there's a lot of people that are influenced by Bungle, try and do this, doesn't work. And, um, and this is the one where Mr. Bungle, I think, this is their crowning achievement. This is when it all came right for me as well. Like, it's their best album. I think every track's incredible, but it's
1: hard to get into, I know. If you um, were going on a road trip with somebody for four hours and they're a friend of yours, would you chuck this record on
2: on the drive. I mean. They'd never heard it. I understand it's a difficult record. <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: kind of like you'd like if we go on road trips, we listen to fairly comedy kind of music we both kind of agree on, don't we? We mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of 80s stuff when we sing songs, lyrics as we remember them. It's a mm-hmm. little game we play. But um yeah, this is this is kind of Album you warn people about, and you say, You maybe you play them retrovertigo, like that's the acoustic song. Mm-hmm, you yeah. go, This is like your entry drug song, You <laughs> can get through this one. Yeah. You gotta give it's more like an album you have to explain and say, Give it a chance, give it a chance, you know.
1: Yeah, like I felt again, you know, you threw it at me and. You know, you knew you were throwing me a curveball. And I I knew this was gonna be a curveball. And so so like what I'd known of Mr. Bungle, I confused it with another Mike Patton album. Remember years ago you played it to me and it was like it was just a fucking surgery? Do you remember who was that? And it was like yeah. an album's worth oh, of- Oh,
0: that was Phantom Us.
1: That's it. So that's what I'd confused it with. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be some avant-garde fucking weird noise fest right and i get it was but not the one i was expecting but when yeah. i chucked it on you know i bring it up on spotify and you know i'm either going for my walk or i'm doing the lawns or whatever and sweet charity came on i thought well this isn't what i expected and to be honest i was kind of bored three minutes in to sweet charity i was like oh fuck you know is this is this going to be the whole album and then you know as you get into the other songs, that's when you know it started getting a bit wacky, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, What am I listening to here? You know, like I couldn't, couldn't focus on anything, and so my brain gave up and went, Just listen to the drums, what do the fucking drums sound like? And I was like, Oh, that's a wicked 90s drum sound, you know, and then I that's how I was listening to it by the by the tones and not by the not by the overall thing, I think, because I couldn't keep up with the. The pace of it all, I guess, you know?
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, like I said, uh, to me, like starting off, maybe the gateway drugs, uh, retrovertigo
2: and pink cigarette. Mm. Um, But God, every, every song on here is a winner
0: for me. Vanity Fair, it slows down a little at the end, which is, I think, great. And then it picks what up and do, Goodbye yeah. So Sober Day is like a great closer for me. It's got the mm. biggest metal riff in the world. I just, like, what's so interesting, like, there's this big, chunky metal riff. And I, I watched an interview with Mike Patton saying that he thought the vocals being center and high in the mix is bullshit. And he said he treats his voice as another instrument. And on this big metal riff, he's doing tickety tick 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 ticka ticka along with the guitars. And to me, oh, it's just magical. It's hmm. just incredible. It's so different and it fits and he's going Wopa Wopa and he's really using himself like a sampling machine. And I know it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like it's not what you hear normally, but to me, it's just so fresh and interesting. And every time I listen to it, I think it's interesting. Yeah, of... I love the rockabilly guitars.
1: Oh yeah, look, everything's done, everything's recorded, lovely, and it all sounds great. But uh, yes, just the, just, just the fucking batshit craziness of it all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't feel right yeah. for for you I mean like Mike Patton's one of your you know the guys on the high altar of mm. all his projects, you know where
2: does this rate for you uh i, I rate rated it as i i actually
0: for a long time I thought this is the best album ever made um wow, I don't know really what beats it like it's it's, it's just so special and unique, even though I know, like I say, first time I listened to it, I went, what is this crap?
1: <laughs> you had to, had to get grower. your $30 worth.
0: Had to get my $30 worth.
1: Um, great, greatest album ever. You didn't preface that when you offered me the album, did you?
0: No, I mean, this is up there. For me, it was Angel Dust, Faith No More. was the greatest album ever. And then this one, I went, God, is this better than Angel Dust? I didn't think this would happen.
1: <laughs> what's on What's on Angel Dust? Uh, I don't know the Mid-life album well.
0: Crisis was the big hit. Uh, they did that Easy cover song. Oh companies. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's funny to look at the um, Spotify and look how many listens things get, and Easy gets like over a hundred million something mm. things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All the other songs. Not many. <laughs>
2: yeah. Certainly not a yeah, sure.
0: Um Yeah, it, it became known for that one song. But to me, it's another album where it's. I think, you know, we talked about Tool and having epic songs. Like mm. Tool's got
2: four epic songs, I think I said. Um, I don't know if this has epic songs, but to me, every song is. All it needs to be and great and perfect, mm.
0: like so, this, a foot doesn't go wrong with this album. There's not a second so I would take out.
1: Wow, this is an insight deep into your psyche.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I would it, not have
0: fi- perfection. You know, it's like it's not it doesn't have to be the grandest thing in the world. It just has to be. I can't find anything wrong with it.
2: Hmm. So Have you it, heard that
0: story about? Um, uh, uh, there was a Japanese emperor who wanted to find the greatest artist of the land. People came in, did all sorts of amazing drawings and paintings and things. The last guy that comes in goes and draws a perfect circle, and they're like, "Oh, I can't fault it. Perfect. You know, it's just a circle, black on a white sheet of paper, and I can't find the fault in it."
1: Right, so I thought if you were going to compare that story to this album and the way I listened to it, you said, you know, the the Empress says, hey, everybody comes in and they do the art and then this guy comes in and draws a perfect circle. A a better analogy for this album would be some street bum comes in and poops in the middle of the room and then leaves. (laughs) Was it the perfect poop? Uh, well, it, no, it's not, it's not, but it's so left field that the emperor's like, fuck yeah, that's it, you know, because on, on first impression, he's like, oh, this guy's shit on my carpet. And then the more he looks at it, smells it and takes it in, it becomes the perfect piece of art.
0: Well, what if the emperor's got chronic depression and the court jester can't make him laugh? And mm-hmm. the emperor's like, I've got to hang myself. Life is terrible. And a bun comes in, shit's in the corner, and, he, and it makes him giggle. And all of a sudden... He, right. and, and then he goes, execute him. And then he
1: thinks, hang on.
0: Let him go. That was fucking fantastic. I
1: was laughing. <laughs> that piece of shit gave me back my will to live. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> no.
0: But I think this is just, like, these... These guys know what they're doing. Um, like they're all jazz nerds, as they call themselves. Mm. Like they're all incredible drummers, bass players, guitar works, impe- impeccable. Um, s- songs are highly imaginative.
2: It's
1: just mm. a
0: lot to take in all at once. Yeah,
1: like when you know, thinking about it now and having talked about it a bit, I th- I think if this You know, I'm looking at the the track listing and the times. All the songs are still, you know, your classic radio three four minute songs, right? But there's an album's worth of style almost in every song, you know, or at least you know in in the majority of them. There's all this so much going on, as you say. So for this to be more successful for me, I'd need it to be more like a live Grateful Dead song where, you know, none of them are robots instead of being six minutes long is 15 minutes long and all the bits and changes are done over time. You know, I I think I'd enjoy it more there. Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to, you know, like there's so much packed in each song. If the song mm-hmm. was more epic in length, and the ideas within the song were extended, I think I'd enjoy it more. But again, you know, uh, like I said, three sporadic listens through. I'm definitely not putting this down as a classic album. I wouldn't even put it in my top 100. But it's an art piece. I'll give it that. And
2: and, in the world of... What I, I, I at the time when it came out, I think Pearl Jam and Nirvana and stuff
0: had all sort of been out for a while. Yeah, gone. And we were getting the derivative bands like Fuel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. this album came out; it was just so fresh and so different. I had no interest in listening to the. Those OK bands, those OK, they were all over the radio, and and I just found this just oh, it's just a masterwork,
2: just
1: a master. So Rolling Stone in nineteen ninety nine, you remember that magazine, Rolling Stone, uh, in Germany, this was ranked album number fifteen for the year in nineteen ninety nine. Mm, Surprises me.
2: It uh, it, oops, you've gone.
1: Did I'm already. still here. Shut it's
0: up. rated very highly. <laughs> There's people that uh, knock it, but it is.
1: Oh, like you know, circles, N- like, NME gave it six out of ten. Pitchfork seven point three out of ten. Spin seven out of ten. All music four out of five. Alternative Press four out of five. Yeah, all honestly, if I'd if I'd <laughs> been a if I'd been a Rolling Stone reviewer or a music reviewer back in the day. And you're saying, you know, on your, if you, you're, you were a reviewer and you listened to this on your first, you, you're allowed to listen to it once and you had to post a review, your review would have been one of regret and I've wasted my $30 for the week.
2: Yeah,
0: but isn't that a problem with reviews in that you're given it, you have a limited time to put your thoughts together mm-hmm. and a limited time to sit with it and let it Grow on you. There's a lot of albums sure. that you have to listen to a few times to let it grow on you. And to me, it's such a waste that, and today, with access to a billion songs, and if it doesn't instantly satisfy whatever it is to begin with, then you pass it up and move on to the next one. And this is an album, it takes time and a bit of effort.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to Daniel. say. Daniel, albums are dead. It. Albums yeah. are dead. Albums were assassinated many, many years ago. Yeah.
0: And, and this is need... an album. Like when you say go back and listen to one song, it is an album where you, you put it on from beginning
2: to end and it's one whole work. And you get to the end of it and you're like, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. In the end, it's...
1: Mm. 1999, mm. man. If I had to pick albums from 99, it'd be um, well, you know, the the guys that hated this band, the Chili Peppers, Californication, like in Epic 99, Neon Ballroom by Silver Chair, Epic 99. <laughs> I don't yes. know what else came out in '99. That's what I got. Silver Chair. Um
2: Hey, we've got next week's
1: episode, bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> you are in for some emotional 19-year-old blonde Australian music.
0: I've got an eating disorder and I'm a boy.
2: Yeah.
1: He opened yeah. it up to the world.
0: That did not appeal to me. Um, no. It's a challenging album. I, I say it is worth the effort if you... If you've, if you've got, the, got the balls, you've got the balls to get in there and delve and immerse yourself. If you're a music fan, you've got uh, a large musical palette. Like, I, you know, I, I like a broad range of music. And to me, this is everything. What a music! It's like, it's like being in a candy store. <laughs> Have you
1: you you if you're talking about you need balls to listen to this album, I am the mega eunuch. Old and know. Yeah, sure. But I mean, so are a lot of other albums. It doesn't make them good just because it was like, you know, these guys are great musicians and it's recorded well. It doesn't make it a good album.
2: No,
0: but it's got amazing, amazing, incredible songs, incredible songwriting. Does it though? Amazing production. Does it though? It's incredible. I disagree.
2: Get in there with it. Ah, Mainstream.
1: Absolutely. This is nice. Um, Do some heroin. Sit in the dumpster and listen to Mr. Bungle.
0: Sit in the dumpster and listen to Mr.
1: Bungle. Um, how, man, What's the skippability, Dan? How many songs are you skipping on this? I can already know. I know what you're on zero. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind's a big fat zero, but it's in the other opposite end of the spectrum, as in I would listen to <laughs> zero of them.
2: Philistine. Ah, Philistine.
1: Satanist. I like my music clean like Jesus. Dirty
2: commie. Um,
0: So, what would you rate this out of 10 Cats Meows?
1: Oh, honestly, dude, (laughs) I give it something for production. Let's give it two Meows out of 10. I like, (sighs) I get the idea, but I don't rate it as an album. I think it's an art piece and uh, experimental, progressive rock and nothing more than that. I think
2: it's, um, yeah, like
1: an interesting release that should, you know, that it finds its crowd like yourself. But, I, you know, it's not an album that I would have made high-speed dubs of to give to my friends back in the day.
0: Yeah. It's it's not a mainstream thing, but if you're a music snob... (laughs)
1: Yeah, but you see, oh, I consider myself There's a music snob sloppy. and this doesn't pick my nose, you know what I mean.
2: <sighs> Mr. The Shins. Mr. The um, Shins.
0: I'm going to have to give this 10 cats, meows and a, and a purr. Just a perfect score. This, oh this little cat. God. This little cat has been sitting outside in the sun. Under a tree, watching the birds all day. And he's come in and had a lovely dinner. Now he's sitting by the fire. He's stretched out and he's getting a little bum rub. And he's just, just a happy little cat. It's a happy little cat.
1: That cat's getting fingered by you and your love for this album.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to cat.
0: bring things down to some kind of sexual abuse?
1: Because that's who I am. That's how this album made me feel. It raped 45 minutes of my life and never gave them back to me threefold over.
0: It's only 44 minutes
1: long, and so you're but exaggerating. I do it out of friendship because you asked me minutes,
0: 10 songs, all perfect. Mr. Bungle, California. Be adventurous. Be brave.
2: <sighs> Rage against the dying of the light. It's a brilliant album. It's not for put everyone. Your cat,
1: put your finger in a cat's bum hole. Good night, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a
1: tip if you yep. want. We yeah, have no tip idea us. how it works. We need cash. Yeah. For whores. And I you might. Yeah. And what Good day. Also?
0: No, oh, i right. to tell them the other thing.
1: Oh, what was the other thing? Subscription. Um, oh, look, you could, you could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're
0: not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it
1: out. Oh, we're new to this. Come on, you guys.